All right. What is up, everybody? We're back. And we are with Marco Champion, episode 23, newly moved back, but not new to San Diego. A very busy man, someone whose social media just keeps me running and motivated, and I'm glad. And we always like to start off by saying thank you for making time, and I'm sure skateboarding over here today, <laughs> and hopping on the podcast. This was a, a coordinating act for the last couple months. Worked out perfect now that you just moved back, but appreciate taking time, man. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Definitely. How's, uh, so give me, I guess, the cliff notes, how it's uh, been getting back to San Diego originally. I mean, you came from Arizona, perfect time, like I said before, getting out of the heat. Yeah. How's the acclimation? Awesome. I mean, I, I was in Arizona for like seven months, mm. just opening up another office out there. We have a team, had a couple clients, so that's why we moved over there. Um, obviously, for tax reasons, it's better to have a business out there. For sure. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it was really fun while we were there. We made a lot of good connections. I uh, had a you know, brand new team that we trained and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything aligned perfectly. And for some reason, like it was the right time to move back. And, uh, and I love the transition because I feel like I'm back in my, uh, my home. Hell yeah, man. So talk to me about home. You, you grew up in, in Chula Vista. Yeah. Chula Vista. So you're, so you're native, which is a very rare breed around here. Yeah. 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 Born and raised. So what was growing up like? Cause I mean, you're, you're still, I mean, at a very young age, extremely motivated and, and passionate and driven. And I, I definitely want to get into picking apart your business and the success you've had, but talk to me about growing up. Was it always the case or, you know, sometimes we have, we've had a guy on here who has a multi-million dollar company and growing up, he was just completely the opposite. He said he had no motivation. He was lazy. Like what was your childhood growing up? Yeah. So growing up, I was, I was like an athlete. Like I, I originally didn't like sports, but my mom kind of just threw me in sports and said, you have to do it. Mm. And I was like lazy. I was like, oh, I don't want to, but I started getting like a uh, passion for baseball. Then it turned into basketball. Then it turned into football. And so it was kind of jumping around, but I loved being active. Mm -hmm. That's what like, you know, my whole childhood was just being active. And I eventually got into skateboarding and skateboarding oh. was the one sport that I kind of just stuck with. Like a really like a passion that drove me. Cause like you can never learn everything in skateboarding and it's a constant battle with yourself For sure. mentally. Um, I'm actually writing a book right now about how a skateboarder can utilize what they know in skateboarding for entrepreneurial success. Mm. The whole failure, falling, getting back up, the mindset, the belief that you can do it, the visualizations of the tricks, like so much goes into it that I started figuring out like, oh, that's probably where I get it is from the skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. So I've been skateboarding since I was 12. And did, did you do it competitively? Yeah, yeah, I got no sponsors. Shit. I was, dude, I was aiming to be pro. That was my goal. Like I wanted to be a pro skater. That's no all shit. I was focused on. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought you were the casual. I'm going to sound like an idiot now because <laughs> I, I keep a longboard. Actually, my niece was just in town and I like hopped on with her. I thought when you said, because you told me like, oh, perfect. Now I sent you the address for here. You're like, I can skateboard over. I'm like, oh, cool. He just kind of gets around on a skateboard. I didn't know you're actually competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not anymore after my, uh, my accident when I was mm. 15. So I, you know, like I said, I was wanting to be a pro skater. I skateboarded every day. Uh, this one day when I was 15, it was Halloween night. Um, and this is where it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. skateboarding down a hill and I was going fast. Like I'm really, really good. So I had pretty good control of the board, but I hit a crack mm -hmm. and that crack threw me into the street. And that's when the car like completely ran me over. And <sighs> dude, I remember just falling into the street, like looking up and I see a tire just coming straight from my face. And I had like a split you're down second on the ground, face first on the ground. Holy shit. Tire coming up. And I had like, I wanted to roll in the middle of the, of the, of the car to mm -hmm. avoid it, but I only had enough time to move my head and it went right over my shoulder. Yep. Holy shit. So, so car completely ran you over. Completely. I was stuck in the middle. Like it tried to flee the scene. Like it didn't know what it ran over. It was looking the opposite Were way. Were you by yourself skating? Uh, I was with a friend. He was on a bike. 
Okay. And my friend is actually the, the person who told the car to stop. Like, yeah, cause it was yeah. trying to go. And so I was dragged in the middle of the car. Just like my hips were just being like from the, the bottom of the ground to the bottom of the car, just being dragged. Oh, shit. And so, uh, so yeah, that was a pretty fucking crazy were, experience. Were you doing anything <laughs> out of the norm or were you just, you just, just riding? Go, just riding downhill, riding down the hill close to my house. Holy shit. What, what kind of, did you, did you have serious injury or like problems after it? Yeah. I very imagine serious. getting run over by a car. <laughs> yeah. I, you hear, you, you, I mean, you often hear like a, a freak story where someone got run over and they wake up and they just kind of brush off. They're not, they're, they're fine, but not, uh, not the case. No, definitely not. I, uh, I shattered my pelvis. It's like a bunch oh, of pieces. Man. Broke my spine, damaged nerves leading to my legs. Um, I was at the hospital and one leg was longer than the other because oh my hips my were God. like moved. And uh, my bladder was punctured. So that, uh, you know, they, they had to put an IV or uh, a catheter. And yeah, I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> the doctor Holy said shit, I was man. lucky to be alive, um, but they told me that I would never walk again. And at the time I was so passionate the about doctor skateboarding. Tells you this. Doctor tells my mom. Oh, okay. Tells my tells my family. Obviously, I'm under drugs and like I have no idea what's going on. Uh, but they tell my family that he's gonna be lucky just to just to be alive and you know, he's gonna be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Holy shit. How do you receive that as a I mean, shit, as a thirty five year old, to be a tough pill to swallow. Like how do you receive that as a fifteen year old? Dude, I had like this like weird mentality. Like when a skateboarder falls like you're so motivated to get back up. Like mm. when you're injured your ankle, like it takes a month, but you're like every day watching skateboard videos, like you're just like, I'm gonna I'm get back up. Sure. So this was the biggest fall of my life. And so the thing that was running through my head was, I wanna continue skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And so everything that they were telling me, like just kind of didn't affect me. Like I just, I was just believing that I was. Mm -hmm. And I think that belief mindset's what, you know, got me back up. Cause every single day I was like, I, I wanna skate. I would look at skateboard videos in the hospital. I was in the hospital for like three weeks, three to four weeks. Um, I went home in a wheelchair and I had a couple surgeries and about two, three months later, you know, I started being able to move my toes and the nerves oh, were wow. shot. Like I couldn't move my legs. And so I, yeah, I just believed I, w like I was going to get back up. Like it wasn't like a doubt in my mind that I wouldn't. Was it some, so was your mom the one that told you, um, this, yeah. like the news of, Hey, yeah. How was that? I mean, it's crazy. My grandma was actually, so my grandma's very religious. She's Catholic and she got like the whole church to pray for me. Like it, when, when they went to go see me, they, I could see how scared they were in their face. So I just mm. told my grandma, like, I was like, Jesus says I'm gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. So that I can make her feel better, right? Mm -hmm. And I did have like this higher power feeling that I was gonna be okay. So it didn't come just out of like nothing. Um, but when she heard me say that, she got so motivated. Like she was telling everybody, he's gonna be fine. Like he's gonna be back up. God's got him. And he got, she got like the Catholic church uh, here to pray for me. She got uh, the, the, the one in Rome, the people there to pray for Holy me in, in, in uh, Southern uh, Mexico and Guadalajara. They had a church over there to pray for me. Uh, and I think that actually did probably help a lot. Cause I feel like, you know, affirmations towards a specific, you know, problem actually, you know, helps with the solution. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So you said three to four weeks in the hospital, but I don't imagine that was a full recovery. So what was the, no. what was the recovery like? About six months. Jesus. So three to four weeks in the hospital, three months in a wheelchair, physical therapy, learning how to walk again after that. And then six months, honestly, like a year later is when I came back 90% normal, 95% normal. So when they, I mean, when a doctor says like, you're not going to walk again, then you have to take it on your own to, to start setting up physical therapy to like attempt to walk again? Or, or do they send they you off and be like, hey. They didn't set it up. As soon as my toes started moving, we called and like, hey, he's, his nerves are coming back. And that's when they set up the physical therapy for me to So walk. you had a period of time where you, you didn't feel. You I, didn't my feel leg, yeah, no. One oh. of my legs. So I was able to move the other one. So um, at first it was, they're not, he's not gonna walk. And then once I was able to move one of my feet uh, after getting out of the hospital, they're like, okay, he's gonna walk with a limp, like with, yeah, a, with yeah. a boot on one of his legs. And he's gonna most likely be in the wheelchair for the majority of the part. 
Um, so yeah. Oh man, do you feel not to like shoot? I feel like I could pick apart this that whole scenario for this entire podcast. Not that I want to, <laughs> but do you, do you feel like you, you know? I, I'm always a believer of the mistakes you make and failures and getting through life. You build calluses. Like that's got to be one of your biggest calluses. And is that something? like as far as your mindset and, and how you operate now is dated back to that forward? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm so blessed to have that happen to me. At first I was, you know, not. Yeah, <laughs> At yeah. first I was just like, why did this happen to me? This is stupid. Like I got into depression right after. Like I was, sure. you know, 15 years old. Um, I went back to school about a year later and I lost like 40 pounds cause I wasn't eating nothing. I was taking mm -hmm. a bunch of pain meds. I broke out, I was all white cause I never went outside. People looked oh, at me and in high school, you're like so about, you know, how people look at you and all that stuff, right? Totally. So when I got back, I was just so sad because everybody like, treated me differently. And uh, I got in that depression mindset and, uh, but I realized like, hey, I was able to heal myself. And so that kind of gave me the curiosity of how powerful my mind is. Mm. And I started really diving into studying the mind. And I started YouTubing, I started going video after video, how, how to utilize your subconscious mind. And I just really got into it. Um, and then from there, about a couple years later, I found meditation. Cause I was like study, I was studying the mind and I found like meditation helps, you know, with your mindset. And at the time I was just so sad. I wanted to figure out how to be happy. That was like my goal as, you know, a kid, a 17 year old kid and uh, meditation, I would say is the big reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Like I had a complete breakthrough. I meditated for five hours a day for about Holy three months every day because I was, I mean, I didn't have anything else to do and mm -hmm. uh, it made me happy. I didn't feel sad when I was doing it and I got really good at it. And after like, so much I was doing it just to feel better but I didn't realize how many benefits there was other than just feeling better mm -hmm. after three months I got hit with a purpose I was connected to my higher power like I was like fed information from I don't know where like you know infinite source whatever we want to call it but yeah, uh, yeah. but that's when I started my first company after wow. that was there a specific when you said you started like uh, YouTube researching and digging around as far as like uh, meditation or the subconscious mind because I, I feel like that's an endless, in a good way, like you, there's there's always new research and development from that. And I'm, I'm super into that. Was there one in particular that like, that grabbed you, that took you down to, or one person or one? Um, uh, one piece of information? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say like how powerful your subconscious is. I didn't know about the conscious and subconscious. I thought mm -hmm. we just had a brain. And so when I started learning about the subconscious and how we can program it, that's mm -hmm. when I started getting into like, you know, how to change my, uh, my environment and my, my life from that. Yeah, yeah. So I started programming my mind. Like I realized that your subconscious mind is most suitable for information at night and in the morning. That's when, mm -hmm. you know, it takes in like a sponge, all the information that you give it so they can you know, put out into the world. And uh, so every single night, every single morning, I would put in affirmations. I am a successful entrepreneur. I am making this much money, all these things. And I would mm -hmm. just program my mind. And I started realizing some of the things started popping up. I'm like, oh shit, like this is actually making yeah. me believe it. Yeah. And once you start believing it, that's when things actually start happening. So I, uh, I feel like this is a, f uh, a fair guess that you have a pretty dialed in morning and evening routine. Yeah, morning routine mostly. Yeah, yeah, what does it look like? So I have this thing called the champion challenge. It's mm -hmm. a morning routine and it's a challenge that I put people in a group chat and see uh, if they can complete it in seven days. And you, you know, every day is, it's kind of hard to do this every single day, but like, you know, they'll say day one, day two, and if you mess up, you have to start over and see if you can do it seven days straight. Uh, so what it is, is you have to wake up before the sun's up. That's number one, mm -hmm. uh, you know, luckily over here, it's like, 545 yeah, in Arizona yeah. it was like, it, dude, it got to like five o'clock. I was like, fuck, I have to wake up at 445. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the first step is waking up before the sun's up. And then the first 10 minutes program your mind with affirmations. 
So mm -hmm. positive affirmations, success affirmations, whatever you want to bring into your life, uh, listen to those uh, first thing in the morning. So mm -hmm. for the first 10 minutes, you put on the earphones, affirmations, and then after that, I do yoga. Uh, mm -hmm. Yoga, I feel like has been very helpful for me because I still have metal on my back. You know, I still have, and I like to skate. So that's a really sure. good like flexibility um, thing that I do for mm -hmm. that. But it's also really good for the mind as well. Yeah, I realize yeah. that yoga yeah. is like a good mind and body dance. Yeah, I, I, I was talking to someone on here because it's the truth and, and yoga studios aren't in right now. And I think I've seen you have you have like a guided uh, yoga either on a, a you have your laptop up or yeah. something that guides you through, which I think is great. And I used to my favorite yoga teacher does Sunday classes over at Fit. Um, but I said there was something about it. And I'm like, I probably look like the weirdo who right after class um, ended, I would always immediately roll over. And I probably looked like I was jumping on my phone for a different reason. But I was jumping on my phone because I had like you're right. Like my, the, my thought process was so different. Like I had weird creativity trigger and thoughts go through that. I would immediately jump on my phone and hit my notepad almost every single yoga session because I just went 60 minutes just being in that state and yep. you get addicted to it. Totally. You get addicted to it. And it's funny. I was just, I was telling a friend like since quarantine, because now like my, my schedule, I think a lot of people's schedule isn't as rigid right now. But I've found I don't do a full like yoga 60 minutes and I don't have anybody really like and, and maybe that's a tip you can give on, on who you actually watch. But I do now every single morning do at least 20 to 30 minutes of like a stretching yoga. Yeah. And I found, oh, my God, whether it's just a circulation or blood flow or, or whatever issue I do that now. And now it's like my it's a non-negotiable before I even go to the gym or do anything. Is that what I, that's what I start doing? That'd be interesting to start doing a full uh, yoga session. But yeah, so the champion's challenge is go run through that again. So wake up before the sun. It's affirmations. First mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Yoga. Yoga. Yeah. And I listen to uh, yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Yoga with Adrian. Okay. Yeah. She's really, really good. Okay. Uh, so she, you have people who you have a group of people who are doing the, the challenge yeah. with you, like a rotating group or uh, people fall off. People fall okay. off. People stay. Um, Jeff Disher. He's, he's in there and he's always, he's like the, the, uh, the morning mentor. Oh yeah. He's always up. I mean, up early. He, <laughs> we were we were just uh, uh, watching the UFC fights a couple weekends ago together, and we were busting his balls because he wakes up at three thirty. Yeah, it's crazy. And we had a talk. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we kept looking over at you there. We kept looking over like, Jeff, wake up because they were still on the final fight, and it was like eight. 8, 8.30, we're like, oh. this is why you don't wake up at 3.30. You can't hang out with normal people, right? <laughs> and he kept like head bobbing. And he walked into, we were watching a dance house. He walked in with a bang, a bang energy. Oh I'm like, gosh. bro, you just took down a bang and you're falling asleep on the couch. But he's he's <laughs> devout. 3.30, that's yep. what it is. That's him. That's crazy. So you, after the accident, you said you really got built in the subconscious and you started a, a business pretty early. Yeah. yeah. How so old were you then? 18. Oh, wow. What was the business? Motive. Motive. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about that because I think I've seen a little bit with uh, on your social about it. Yeah. yeah. So motive. Uh, I built that because of my mindset through the accident. I mm. stayed motivated to do what I love. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me back up. And I figured that was the cause. So I kind of wanted to share that with people like, hey, you stay motivated to do what you love. As long as you commit to that, you'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's what the message with motive is. It's a brand. It's a clothing brand, a skateboard brand. And uh, and the whole message is to stay motivated. That's rad. Yeah. Do you do you come from is this like from, from a family standpoint, because you have a really unique mindset and the, and the way you think about just shoot like life altogether, were you, did you grow up with like a family who kind of, you know, gave you constant affirmations or, or just built up self-esteem all that? Did you, did we raise yeah. in that? Yeah. Yeah. My mom, she would always say it's all in your head. 
Mm-hmm. And I never used to get it as a little kid, but now I'm older, I'm like, you're right, it's all in my head. Like, mm-hmm. everything that I create in reality is going on first in my mind before it happens in reality. So there's, like, little things that she taught me. And, um, I mean, I think for the most part, though, it was, it was that transition when I was after the accident of all that totally. meditation. It was a medit- Honestly, if it wasn't for that meditation, I would be a completely different person. Wow, man. So, so post-accident, did you have to tuck away skateboarding? Or? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, there's, like, pictures of me in crutches. Like mm-hmm. trying to skateboard, like holding myself no. up, like as I shouldn't, and like I'm just like a, like a rad individual. I was in the wheelchair doing wheelies. <laughs> like like I, I remember falling at the movie theater. Like I was in, I was in the movie theater. My dad took me, and I was in a wheelchair doing a wheelie. And I was with my little brothers, and I fell backwards. And I'm like, oh shit, pick, pick up my wheelchair before my dad sees me. <laughs> That's <laughs> he crazy. walks over here, he's like, hips me in the behind. He's like, you idiot, don't do that. <laughs> That's crazy. So what was? Do you remember the the first like whether it was a first step, or do you remember the first time that you were like crutch is gone, cast gone, all that. Do you remember that moment? Cause that's gotta be super fucking intense. Yeah, dude, walking again after not walking for a few months is like like being a baby. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to like literally learn how to walk and hold things. Um, so that was a weird transition. I went to school and I had crutches like to hold me up as I walked. So that was like the transition before I just let the tr- crutches go. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, at the time, super depressed when that happened. So yeah, I was just sure. all in my head in, in meditations. That's crazy. You have a really unique story of how you started a business, which I think is a, is a, it's a good form of unique um, starting motive. And I know since then, it's, it, I'm sure that's what's kind of been the platform to get into what, with what you're doing now. Right? Yeah, totally. So walk me through, I guess, motive to who you are now. Yeah, so motive, crazy. So like the first year in motive, I lost $8,000. I don't want to say lost. I learned from $8,000 mm-hmm. of just investing into clothing and all these things and learning about business. Um, and I just kept going. Like I, for two years, after like the third year of being in business, I broke even for Motive. Nice. Um, but then I realized that social media is a tool that I need to utilize in order to get that brand out there. Mm-hmm. So I started seeking like a mentor within social media and I found um, this guy named Mike Russ. And he had like 200,000 followers at the time. He owned a record label and he helped okay. artists blow up on social media. Um, he helped Little Skies, a couple other artists. and. Like I DM'd him and it took a couple of DMs before he answered back. We hopped on a call and uh, he, I was like so excited at the time cause he's 200,000 followers. I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm totally, like a yeah. 20 year old kid. Just like, I, I have this brand, help me out. Like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. what, I don't know how you're doing it, but I need to learn. Um, and so he sold me on some Instagram growth stuff and we became really good friends. Mm. And so I was doing at the time, anything I could secondary to make money to fuel the brand. And so I was doing Forex, the foreign exchange markets. Yeah. And um, I started getting kind of really good at that and investing into that. And I told my mentor at the time to invest $6,000. And uh, he invested 6,000 and I literally lost it like two weeks later. In Forex. In Forex. Okay. In Forex. I, not only his money, I lost all my money. So I went to broke and he, he's negative 6,000. And uh, I had a choice to like either block him or figure out how to pay him back. And so at the time when that happened, I remember like very vividly, I fell off my skateboard and the market hit like zero. So it was just a, a day of just like straight eating shit. And uh, my friend's like, what are you going to do? I'm just like sitting there like, I'm going to the bank, see if I can get a loan. Mm-hmm. And I did, I got approved for a loan. I put on a nice watch. I said, I do Forex. I'm like, you know, I need some money to make more money. Like I sold it. The guy what did, year was this? Oh, man, I was 20 or 20 or 21. Okay. I'm 24 now. Okay. So I got it. I got a $10,000 loan. I paid the guy back and he was like, Hey, since you did that, I want to show you how I do this because that's you know that shows a lot about your character. And he did. He took me under his wing. He showed me how he was making six figures through the DMs on Instagram alone. Mm. And I got addicted to it. I was like, oh shit, this sounds really interesting. So I started learning. 
how to get on phone calls, sales, all that stuff. The only thing that kind of sucked was that the industry was the music industry, you know, it was very cutthroat. Totally, like yeah. it was just all about money. And if, you know, if they didn't deliver, they didn't deliver. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so I learned, but I didn't like that part. And so from that, I branched uh, a new, the new business, iLegends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I utilized some of the same tactics that they used. And, uh, but I did it with a different purpose in mind. It's like, hey, I'm only want to help people that are like me, people who are motivated to actually make a, a difference in this world, people mm-hmm. who are positive individuals. And so that's why I started that business. And, you know, it actually from ground up, it was like, April, no, it was like March beginning. It was the beginning of the year. And he owed me like three grand in commissions. And since I started I Legends on the side, kind of just doing it on the side, he totally blocked me off, didn't pay me commissions. And I was like stuck there. And that was the only money I was getting because mm-hmm. I started selling for him. He, he taught me how to sell. It was the only money I was getting. And I was in an apartment with my girlfriend and I had no rent money. So I literally mm-hmm. had four weeks to come up with money. And I, I was trying as hard as I can to push I Legends that month. And it was like the third week. I'm like, fuck, I'm not gonna be able to pay rent next week. I, I might have to get a job. Mm-hmm. And like for an entrepreneur thinking like I might have yeah, to get a job, yeah. I was like, fuck, like that's, yeah, that, that's it. I'm getting a job. And literally when I thought that, that last week I got enough clientele to pay for my whole rent and a couple hundred dollars extra. Holy shit, man. So what was it, what was it in, and it sounds like you had to send him more than one DM. What was it that gra- caught him or grabbed his attention that you, that when you reached out? So it was the phone calls because I was really good at getting the DMs to a phone call, mm-hmm. but it was closing the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And I think the pressure of I have to make money or I don't eat mm-hmm. like really like I have to make this money. like I really have to close the deal. And, sure. Yeah. And so that I think that was just like it was just the pressure. My back was against the wall. And so it was. Wow. Yeah. So talk to me about the day to day with uh, I Legends because I actually know some guys who um, I mean, we've talked about Jason. I think Disher's involved. Yep. I want to say Dan, like definitely guys in my close network talk to me about the day to day. And I guess just the overall landscape of I legend. Cause, cause we we've talked um, several times since now people in our network are involved and they're talk, they say nothing but great things. Um, so we had a lot of curiosity going into this podcast, just hearing like the day to day and, and, and kind of how the business model is. And I know you are a super busy guy, which I'm sure this, there probably is never an on or off button with a business like that. So, so yeah. walk me through it. Yeah, definitely. So we, we're going through this transition of becoming a, from a service provider to a platform. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, we offer services that help you build your personal brand. So content creation, marketing, management, mm-hmm. um, pretty, uh, mentorship. We connected with verified influencers to kind of get on one-on-one calls with our clients. So the collaboration. So that's like how we became where we're at is through those packages. Now I'm starting to like really see like what iLegends is going to become. For content, I helped uh, one of my cousins who started off and so sitting over there. <laughs> start legendary <laughs> legendary media okay. uh, so that I can he can pretty much I can pay the company to yeah, yeah. as a referral and then Kim she was really good with the management um, she started legendary management and cool. I started legendary marketing so now I'm starting all these companies that iLegends becomes not a service provider now we become a platform for people who uh, are exclusive to those type of people who are like you know going to change the world totally yeah and uh, we have a social media app and uh, I'm actually going to pay a lot of money to like update it Mm-hmm. make it look like Instagram so that when you become a member, you go on there and you're actually consuming like very positive content. You get to connect with the right people. There's resources mm-hmm. there. Um, and so that's the transition that we're doing. But as of now, we provide the service of helping you build your personal brand. Interesting. So I'm always a big fan of as you grow a business or scale a business, if you can if you can add any sort of extension that is like a supplement to what you're already doing, which it sounds like the media, the marketing, everything is a great way to build a, 
uh, a, a platform. Um, but talk to me. So if someone, because hopefully this generates any sort of, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested and in, you said you have a vetting process of who you do and do not want to work with. So if someone comes in and, and reaches out to you or whoever, I guess, answers a call at iLegends, how do you, what do you run them through? What's your guys' process for, for bringing someone on? Um, so there's three major pillars within the company and it's underneath the logo. It's passion, purpose, progress. Cool. And those are the, like, the three factors that we kind of vet people through. Um, like, what are you passionate about? Are you acting with a purpose? Is there something bigger than yourself? Is it more than just, I want to make a lot of money and get a lot of followers? Cause mm -hmm. that's our traditional people that go through and want to grow their social media is I just want to make a lot of money and be famous. Yep. And you know, that's not the people we want to work with. We want to work with people who are on a mission. I yeah, have a yeah. mission for this. I want to utilize my social media as a tool to get this, right? Like whatever that it is. Um, so we look for that. We look for purpose. We look for passion. Um, and if they're the type of people who run, they have businesses, they have things going on that you can see that they're action takers. For sure. That's the type of people we like to work with. I like that. And I think, uh, you know, as we're growing, as social media is not going to stop growing. I think people are more drawn to... Um, personal brands versus company brands. And it's, and yep. it's really hard. You want, you want to create an identity behind a company or a, and, a, and its voice on social media and a culture and all that. Sure. But I think there's a lot more, a lot more people take a call, to, some sort of call to action or act upon a personal brand. Yeah. With that being said, and I'm sure you see this all the time. And I, and I love the fact that you vet, you know, what they're overall, like what they're getting into it for. Um, a lot of the waters become muddied, so to speak, with people who just, you know, they want, they want to drive those numbers up. And, and I guess, how do you, how do you see it in, in your opinion now working in the space? How do you see that going with setting apart? Because when I see people, the couple that I know who are involved with iLegends, it's definitely a difference from the average Joe out there. How do you see that scaling? Like, how do you see that going in the direction of setting iLegends people apart from everybody out there who is just on the mission to, to, I want to, because right now, like, I think we can pretty much put to bed the term celebrity and famous and all that. Cause yeah. like, shoot, I, I made a post like a year ago about, and I, and I forget the relevance of who it was. It was one of our properties we were working on. I said, man, the host of the property has more followers than the guy that just signed the $300 million deal at the Padres. So like, where, where do we land? Like right. how, do, how does that all, you know, in, in your opinion, in your seat with, with I legends, how do you, how do you see that going? So, I mean, it's attention, what it is, mm -hmm. you know, like the more attention that you have, the more opportunities you have to monetize through whatever business that you're doing. Um, so, I, like you said, social media is not going away. And uh, for people who do have businesses, their personal brand, and, and, and I, honestly, I get that a lot. Like, they're like, hey, I want to grow my business. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's cool. That's what we're going to help you with, but we need to grow you. And a lot of times, like, I don't want to, I don't want to grow. I just yeah, yeah. I want my business to grow. I was like, well, if we worked on your business, there's going to be a lot of money that you're putting into it that you're not going to see like back right away. When you mm -hmm. work on your personal brand, that's an investment you make for life. Like mm -hmm. the more you grow yourself, the more you grow your content, the community that you build from that, that's going to be fed into your business. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's kind of the direction that we take when we work with people is like, you know, bring them on, build their personal brand and then attach their business that everybody knows, likes and trusts that person. And they see the business that they're in, they're going to do business with them. Totally. I say that all the time. People want to work with like-minded or good people yeah. and even company to company, they companies work with companies that are that staff good people. And that's yep. like, shoot, most of all, all the clients we've worked with, it's the same thing. And it's really funny right now coming out of this, uh, the quarantine shutdown, whatever you want to call it is we're actually like now re auditing people we were working with. Mm -hmm. Cause now I'm like, Hey, we have an opportunity to, I guess, rewrite who we do and do not want to. And there's definitely some of the do nots that yeah. you just get moving so fast. Like, cool. Yeah, we'll take you on. Right, let's yeah. go. And then all of a sudden that, be that. <laughs> that becomes the Achilles heel. And you're like, oh my God, I'm giving this guy so much attention because it's a difficult, challenging person. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are we doing? But you're going so fast you can't. So right now we're, right. we're kind of rewriting the landscape on our end. 
Um, how does the conversation go when you when you realize you know when you're taking someone in? Hey, we you're not the right fit, and how does that conversation I guess um, get communicated to them? Yeah, so it, it's 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 funny because if they're not the right fit, they'll just end up like kind of being not attracted to us, right? They'll mm. just go away. Um, and we try to, if they become a member, we try to cultivate it so that they do have that mindset. They do have that. And honestly, in the last six months, we haven't run into any person that hasn't been aligned that's been onboarded. Mm. Um, so we've been retaining all of our clients for the past right. six to 12 months um, just through that vetting process. So yeah, like if they're not a right fit, uh, they wouldn't be on board in the first place. Do you do you find it challenging um, because you are in the people business? Do you find it challenging? And I I've talked on definitely more than one podcast about this. People wanting to work with Marco versus I Legends and right. how you set the the, the separate, especially as as I'm sure you're you're constantly growing and now you're saying you have the media company this and that, but you're obviously drawing in I'm sure a lot of the the new clients or new personnel. Yeah. How how have you found that as a as a balancing act? of no man you're working with i legends and here's the, here's the process even though i'm always involved right and, and i'm sure you know other business owners who have to have that same challenge um running them through the system versus you on every single person because you'll you'll eventually run out of course yeah so that was a problem in the beginning now i've helped build my team's personal brands enough mm. so that they like the other people just as much as they like me mm. um i think that was the biggest uh thing is investing into my team like mm -hmm. i invested into helping them grow their personal brands um i have this one um mentee his name is charlie and he's an agent as well he's on the sell side um and he's grown his personal brand and we're all kind of growing followers right now and you know building our content it's looking good and a lot of times they're actually like, hey, is Charlie here working with you? I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I like to hear. Like, I like to hear that they don't just want to work with me. They want to work with the other people in the company. Definitely. So how do you still have time to, because you do a great job, and I said I follow your, your social media. Do you find, because you're in the business of doing this, does it become a challenge, like, also still keeping an eye on yes. Marco's totally. growth? Yeah. And how? And, and, and I guess, what are, your, what are your tips and tricks? Is it the same stuff you're doing for iLegends that you do for yourself? Or do you eventually hit a point where you're like, I'm doing this when I'm clocked in, so to speak. When right. I'm clocked in, doing it off the clock, doing content. Like, is there a, is there a, a burnout rate, or, how, or where do you fall with yeah, that? Yeah, there was, like, in the past six months, I slowed down so much on my social media because I was so focused on everybody else's. But just recently, I was able to put down the right systems and processes and put people in the right place that I'm actually have a lot more time freed up. Now nice. I'm starting to post more. Now I'm starting to focus more on my social media. I'm actually building my brand motive up again because I stopped nice. that while I started iLegends. And so I finally am getting some more time now that I have the right people on the team. Nice. Yeah. So with that said, what, what I guess right now, obviously you moved back to San Diego. What's got you jumping out of bed that you're most excited about? My team, helping nice. them, helping them win. Um, I love it when, you know, they make as much money as I do, when they make the, the right projects and uh, they're being my numbers that are on the board and that, that motivates me a lot. So I'm kind of just focused on them. Nice, man. And do you have a, taking the professional side of it on your personal side, do you have certain parts of your day or routine now? Um, I guess walk me through like your, your normal day and are, are there certain things that you don't bend or break for or how do you keep the balance? Because you said you had a girlfriend, mm -hmm. you know, and that can be a... a full-time job, sometimes outside of your full-time job in the company. What are your, what's your, what's your personal day take aside the company? So my morning routine, that's something that is non-negotiable. So after the yoga, so we so wake up before the sun's up, affirmations, yoga, 
meditation, uh, which is a huge part of it. Um, and then working out, whether it be swimming, going to the gym. Um, actually, just re- recently, I've, I've worked skateboarding into it because now that I live in downtown, I do mm. like three blocks in a circle on one leg and I go with the next leg and it feels like I'm like training to be a, like a pro again. So totally. I've just added that into my routine with part of the workouts. Um, and then eating a healthy breakfast uh, is the last thing that closed out the routine. So I, I that has is non-negotiable. And some, some days I slip. Obviously, everyone, you know, no one's perfect, but... I try to do that every single day. And then my girlfriend, you know, we're both working within the same business. Like we are like the power couple. Like we were so oh, focused yeah. on our goals that oh, it yeah. doesn't like, you know, we're t- we were together all day. And then at the end of the day, you know, that's when we have our, our time. Definitely. Uh, so a, a concept we always talk about on here, and I think it's probably something that you have to invest a lot into is relationship capital. And I think you have a lot of relationship capital. I guess I've never really asked either too. Because the way we've met was through, you know, we, we know Dan together, we know Jeff together, those guys is, is one part is um, how did you come across those guys? How did you meet them? And the second part is like, how big does relationship capital and building your relationships play into your day to day? Huge. Um, that's the one, number one thing that we tell clients. It's like, hey, you're, you're investing into relationships upfront. Mm-hmm. It's about ROR. Like what's mm-hmm. ROR? It's like return on relationship. Totally. The more, pe- more relationships you have, the more opportunities you're gonna be able to do to, to drive revenue into your business which is majority of people's goals. Mm. Um, and so we do ROR in order to get ROI. And, uh, and I met Dan was the first person I met in your, guy, in your guys' group through uh, Jarvis, the morning hero. So he, oh, cool. he went to speak. I remember hearing Dan speak at uh, one of those morning hero uh, events. And I was just like listening to him about talking about passion. I was like, this is the dude. I'm like, I want, yeah, this yeah. Dude. I want to help this dude right here. Like he aligns so well with the brand. And um, I, I set up a meeting with him. Like literally that day I was like, Hey, is there any way that we can talk? Like I do the social media stuff. I think I can help you out, spread your message out there. We talked, we worked a little bit. He never hopped on the big package. We did like a little small, like $200 package, just growing followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a year later went by, uh, he actually referred me to uh, David Fabby, um, which, you know, I don't know if you know no, no. David Fabby. He's a doctor. Uh, he's an orthopedic uh, surgeon. I do now. Yes, yep. I know the name. He said it, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So he referred me to him, and he had like 2,000 followers when we first met, and now he's like 200,000 verified a year later. And so he was like, dude, obviously, you know, you did something with him. Uh, I hopped on Dan's podcast a couple months ago. So he pawned somebody else off to see what you could do, and then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. came back around. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's, that's exactly funny. what he did. Um, <laughs> he did that with Jeff, too. <laughs> so he saw Jeff and, 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 and David. He's like, okay, those guys are crushing it, so we have to talk about it. That's <laughs> talk so about this funny. Now. That's so funny. So uh, obviously you have a good finger on the pulse of social media. What, I mean, what out there, what are some secrets that you can share? Like what, where, where is social media now and where, where do you see it going and where, where should people be investing their time? Where are you investing your time or clients not to give away any sort of the playbook, but where, where do you see social media you know, it's, it's always bobbing and weaving. What do you, what is your opinion on it? Yeah, totally. The, the main platforms we're focused on right now is YouTube and Instagram. YouTube okay. is just a, such a strong platform. I don't think that's going away ever. Um, Instagram is owned by Facebook and uh, it's right now one of the most trending platforms um, next to TikTok, but TikTok is actually about to go away. Uh, why is that? So it's owned by China. Uh, that's why. Uh, <laughs> um, and I so, almost did my first TikTok this weekend. My niece, <laughs> my eight-year-old niece. <laughs> However... I learned how much time has to go into learning a TikTok because <laughs> they kept saying, Uncle Peter, you're going to do a, a TikTok. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then she showed the, the one they wanted to do. I'm like, I have to learn all that. I'm like, can I just sit in the background like and be like the cheerleader? Like <laughs> or we're like, no, you're doing like, okay, let's, let's set aside time. We never got around to it, fortunately, but sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, dude. I thought, I thought the opposite. I'm like, God damn it. Everybody's talking about TikTok. Yep. This, they, my, my youngest niece sits on a, a, a tablet just watching TikToks. Totally. Hours yep. on end. 
Yep, yep. And it's going away. So TikTok is a strong platform. It's got a lot of attention. Um, it's just owned by China and the US. It's funny, Casey, I don't know if you know Casey Adams, but he told me, he's like, hey, download this app. They're gonna ban TikTok. And this was a while ago before the, 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 the talk even came up. He's like, uh, download Lasso. It's Facebook's version of TikTok. And no, it hasn't been marketed. Nobody knows what it is, but I see like these influencers downloading the platform and it's basically connected to your Instagram account. So it has the same Instagram mm. name, but it's exactly like TikTok. And so uh, Casey was right because I just got some news that, you know, uh, first government workers can't use TikTok now in the US. Really? Yep, it's banned because they're saying that like the data, like the China, the developers from TikTok can go into your phone and get the data from every other app that you're using in your phone. So they're getting data from us. And mm. that's, you know, one of the most valuable things that we have on this planet right now totally is data. Yeah. And so the US doesn't like that. And so I'm sure Facebook's working with them some way, somehow, um, but they're, they're thinking about banning the whole platform on the US so you can't get on the on the app store. And so oh, that's when Lasso is positioned. So for you guys, and I actually heard that Lasso is gonna be taken down too. So I have no idea now what's going on with that, but. Uh, Lasso was going to be that platform where Facebook then, you know, lassos the audience of TikTok. Yeah, and yeah. That's why they called it Lasso. That's interesting. <laughs> so have you gone on Lasso? I have, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one note that we have to do. Do you have, do you have man, I, I feel like social media, it's got so many benefits. Mm-hmm. And, and from a, a company standpoint, and in, individually, and, and both are kind of intersect, do you have a certain point where, like, your bandwidth just personally on it, Hit, hits a stride you're like dude whether it's a daily consumption or daily because because it can be something that you are just fully invested to it can you can blow a whole day a whole week and yeah, I, it's totally. actually conversations i've had because my oldest niece is 15 and i told my sister i'm like dude you know when we were kids uh the you had a restriction on how much tv you watched but a tv was that box in the wall that was only in your house i'm like you have to, and, and I don't know like if any parents figured that out and not comparing us to kids, but like I had the conversation, like you could get, just go r- down a rabbit hole with social media all yeah. day. And when it's, when it's your business model, like, is there a certain part of you that's like, okay, I've done that. That's it for the day. Like I have to disconnect from it. Totally. When I was meditating a lot, <clears throat> I got that like social media and your phone was like evil in a way. Mm. Like I wanted to get away from it. Cause like I was so much more present without it. And mm. I had to make the decision. I'm like, okay, I could throw this away and I could be like a monk, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or I can build out a business and be an entrepreneur and I have to use it. So I, I made the decision, like I have to use it, right? I think there's a, there's a, there's a distinction between using it and it using you. Totally. Um, you know, I like to use the platform and a lot of times I don't consume anything like on there, like content wise. My friends are like, hey, you don't like my posts. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't use it in that way. I use it to like build my business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like creating content, posting it, DMing people. And mm-hmm. I don't go through the feed and scroll because that's where you get lost. Yeah, that's a great, I, I had the same thing happen too. I say I don't scroll the feed and I also, unless it's like the first, the you first know, the, the first IG stories uh-huh. that pop up, like the first row of five, I don't scroll past that. So I'm like, I probably have five people <laughs> who are like, damn, you watch all of my stories, but it's only those ones. And I, and I have like yep. a thing, I won't scroll past that. Otherwise I'm like, oh shit, it's been an hour and a half. What the fuck yeah, have I been totally. doing? But so what is, I mean, do you have any, any big, whether it's iLegends or Motive, call it like a five-year, 10-year, like big, like down the road plans or, or goals with now all these, you know, adding new extensions to the company. Yeah, so uh, for iLegends, the goal is, again, to become that platform. So like, I wanna create a social media app where, you know, even if you're not a member on it, you can still use it and consume positive content. Mm. So I want that to be like 
my number one goal with it where it's like we have all these users and they're consuming great content and if they align to become like a legend they can sign yeah, up yeah. right they can sign up they can get access to our resources our mentors and all the stuff that's only for members that's interesting yeah so for i legends that's what i'm um the vision for that and then for motive i've had this vision for a long time actually motive i want to have bamboo forests because our t-shirts are made at bamboo and oh, really? and it's honestly really really comfortable um but what's also great about it is it's sustainable and the clothing industry is like the second largest pollution industry in the world. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't know about that, but a typical t-shirt has over 8,000 chemicals on it that actually gets leached into your skin if you don't wash your shirt you know, right away. Holy um, shit. And even when you do wash your, sh uh, your shirt, you're still getting some chemicals leached in and that's you know what goes on the body goes in the body. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. And so that's something that I really want to bring to the forefront is like, hey, if you're sustainable with what you eat, you should be sustainable with what you wear because it's pretty much going in your body. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to have these bamboo forests where if you, you, know, you buy a t-shirt, you buy clothes, whatever it may be, you plant a tree. And as we plant these trees, we can offset some carbon. Mm -hmm. uh, we can sell carbon offsets and we can actually utilize this for different ways, right? We can, uh, we can cut the wood down and we can use it as a, a sustainable resource. And the reason why bamboo is not used a lot right now is because it's expensive. Um, so sure. if, we're, if we're growing trees just because people are you know, paying for clothing and other stuff, and that's just like a dollar, they pay extra to plant a tree, we can sell the wood to manufacturers for less of a price than you know, other wood. And that, yeah, would, yeah. that would make it more sustainable on like roofing, flooring. I mean, like, there's so much stuff you can use it for. Um, so that's kind of like a goal I have for the motive. That's really cool. Yeah. How, how far out of a goal is that? Oh, that's far. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so of, of all the stuff that you just said, the first thing that came came my head to ask about is, talk to me about your time management. Talk to me about time management. Like, for, I, I guess the first thing I would ask, like, do you have... Do you have an assistant? <laughs> Secondly, you know how, how how do you how do you manage your time? You yeah. know, just across the board. Um, time blocking. I mean, on my calendar, I use my calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't get done. Like mm -hmm. that's I have my every single night before the next day. I put down all the stuff I have to do in the calendar, and I you know I make time for to eat and all that stuff. Um, but time blocking has been such a help. And Kim used to be my assistant, uh, mm -hmm. but now she's completely busy. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I'm able to. Um, have people do a lot of the work that I used to do. And so now I'm kind of just focused on like the top of the ship, looking where we're going, right? The direction totally. of the company. And I think that's huge because I learned this law. I'm actually a part of this like uh, society that teaches you uh, law, like, you know, like the law of attraction. Yeah, yeah. There's actually like more than 50 other laws that are hidden from society and law of attraction is just one law that popped up from the, the darkness. Mm. And so I became part of this um, community of people that, you know, they help leaders uh, that are trying to change the world, kind of similar to what iLegends is doing. And they're teaching me these laws. And the first law is the law of the architect and that there's only one founder in, in every company. Mm -hmm. And that founder needs to focus on the vision of where that company is going. So like if you have a boat, you know, that founder, yep. you know, that architect's on top of the boat, like mm -hmm. kind of directing the boat, right? And everybody else is working within it. So I remember that every time I start working underneath the boat, like working on like the day-to-day -day operations that I have to get back up there and just mm -hmm. stay as the founder, right? So, um, that's, so yeah. And that's a challenge. It is. Working on the business versus for the business is like a constant battle and it's only going to get worse as you grow and grow and grow. And I, and that, that was a question too, is like from when you first started till now is, is how does, how has your role fluctuated? Because I always say like, dude, founder, owner, CEO, whatever title you want to put it, you're usually the guy that will clean the toilets as quick as you'll, if you have to, right, make a million dollar decision or whatever's on the highest end of your, your company is like, what is your role now? So you can stay as the architect and on top of that. Yeah, I'm actually, I've been blessed this last couple of months to be able to be like, wow, I can 
I can not do anything for an hour. Like I can like <laughs> enjoy my view right now. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So this last couple last couple months, um, it's been it's been awesome because I've had some more time freed up, and that's why I'm starting motive again now that I have a little bit more time. And I remember when I first started I Legends, I was like, okay, only for one year, back to motive because motive was like like the purpose that was put into me sure, after meditation. Yeah. I was like, dude, you need to do this. You need to show people that, you know, they can free their mind. I want it to be the next Nike. Mm-hmm. And instead of just doing something, I want you to think about it. What's your motive? That's something mm-hmm. that you think about, like what drives you? Like what, what am I doing? Am I working in a, in a job that I love? And like, it gets you to really just take control of your mind. Totally, yeah. And this is something that's, and this is something deep. I don't know if I've ever shared this in a podcast before, but um, there's an internal battle of like, good versus bad whenever I start working on motive. And since I, the goal is to help people take control of their minds, um, there's like a, a bad side that doesn't want me to do that. And Why? So I read this book, Outwitting the Devil. Have you ever read mm-hmm. that book before? Um, it's a book by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. You know Napoleon Hill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. So Napoleon Hill, this book called Outwitting the Devil, uh, it talked about, he had an interview with the devil, which was a negative energy, <clears throat> and he says how he controls humanity through controlling their thoughts and mm-hmm. through religion and through school. And not that these things are bad, but they're able to control the, the thoughts of humanity in that way. Sure. And since my goal is to help people take control of their minds, that's a big opposition to the negative energy that's, you know, has somewhat of control of, you know, the world. Sure. Yeah. And so I have these dreams, man. Like I, I became very lucid with my dreams. Like I started, you know, when I was getting into the mind, I started figuring out about dreams and taking control of your dreams. And I became a Jedi in my dreams. Like I became mm. this person that had no fear. And I was like, I was always fighting like some bad thing for some reason, but I was always like a Jedi. Like I was doing it for good reasons and I was yeah, never scared. Yeah. And I had this bamboo staff and I still, I actually have the staff and then take it into my dream. Um, but there was this one dream and that, and it totally fucked me up. This one dream, I was battling a demon. And I remember like, going around a wall and just be like, all right, clear, clear my mind so he doesn't sense my presence and I'll sense him. It was coming up and I turned around to like get him with the staff and it went back and was like, like evil face like that. First time I felt fear in my dream. I was like, oh fuck, I started, no I started running. As soon as I started running, I knew I lost the battle. I was like, fuck, I lost it. I stopped and I knew it was like right here. I'm like, I'm not scared, I'm not scared, I'm not scared. And I look up and I see this demon staring me in the face, chewing my motive lanyard, right? Like just chewing it, no. ugly as fuck. I'm just like, fuck, and I wake up. And ever since that day, I lost control of my dreams. And I start and I stop working on motive. I start working more on really? other stuff. Yeah. So there's this huge internal battle. Now that I just started this, like literally like a couple of weeks ago, I made some shirts. I'm having yeah, some yeah. dreams again. I'm having some dreams of like like That's crazy. Do you, ever, do you ever write down your dreams? I do. Yeah. Really? So that's like, that's the first step in dream recall. Like yeah, a lot of yeah. people say, Oh, I don't remember my dreams. I'm like, well, if you write it down, you remember a lot more. Yeah. The the more lucid, those are the only ones and probably should do a better job of it, but the more lucid I I wake up and I write them down immediately. Yeah. And I've had some really bizarre ones. I don't know what what I'll ever like reconnect the dots with for those. Yeah. But just to have them so, I'm sure there's gonna be a time down the road where it like the light bulb like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And hearing that is really bizarre, man. But I, I'll, I'll tell you like, I've gotten really big into um, how powerful our thoughts are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you, you've uh, read or listened to um, Joe Dispenza. Yep, I love him. Um, but he, the way he articulates it, it's just everything about it. Like it feels like you're speaking to me, man. And I get it. And, and how powerful, like just if we're thinking it, we can put our whole body through the actual emotion of yep. just thinking it. So why, why? I mean, I think that that, 
directly ties back into meditating because right there you're, you're sitting with your own thoughts and you can navigate where your thoughts go. Yep. That it's so much more powerful than people think. And we're also putting ourselves now, and I'm, I'm not at all like, uh, I'm not hanging social media out to dry here because there's so many other ways that we can get brought in, but we have so many distractions and platforms that can control our thoughts that at some point people just completely lose. Yep. Um, they lose control, you know? And, and, and I look like, I, I love that you say the first 10 minutes when you wake up is, is for affirmations because my first 10 minutes is I, I have a, uh, what's the fiber Wi-Fi? I don't have cable at my house. Okay. Um, but I, I turn on YouTube every morning on my TV and, and now on it, it, it filters everything I've watched based off my history. Yep. And every morning I do the same, like instead of affirmations, it's a positive, like 10 to 15 minute motivation clip because those first minutes when you wake up, it's, it's where your thoughts are going to be the yep. rest of the day. And the more I can steer it because as the day goes on, I'm going to have less and less control over it, yep. you know? And, 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 and the morning time, if I can grasp that entirely, it makes the world a difference. If I wake up and I'm immediately like reactive in a, mode in reaction, yeah. Or in a state of panic or anything dude I, I see it throughout the day it makes a noticeable difference on totally. like on on the physiology and everything so I got really big like a year ago and I I, I consume dispenses content religiously but I've never heard it really put into into dream terms so that's really yeah. interesting man yeah yeah meditation is uh is powerful a lot of people think that it's just sitting there and like trying to quiet your mind mm -hmm. um it's it's more than that it's like if you go to the gym you know and a lot of people stop meditating after a week like I can't do it okay you don't go to the gym for a week and say hey I, my muscles aren't bigger i'm not going to keep going mm -hmm. right you have to go for months and months mm -hmm. and so if you meditate every time you know you you have thoughts that go off every time you bring it back to the focus of your breath it's like you're curling a bicep for the mind yeah yeah you know? and it's funny because I, I i think we're in a a lot of people want that instant gratification and when yep. you get out of the gym you typically do have like whether it's like a good pump or yeah. you feel accomplished all that there's a lot of you have to be really really patient with meditation yep. because there's just certain times you're like okay that just was it just was yeah you know and then there's other times like i had one shit a couple weeks ago where i i immediately woke up and i took action on something that i've been like I've been half lingering on what it was that I needed to do. And, and I woke up immediately and I sent an email out, it required an email and took action on it because it came from meditation and not everyone's going to be like that. Like not every gym, gym series is going to be great, but you walk away from it having some sort of gratification. It's not yep. the same with meditation, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you have to practice the patience for that for sure. Definitely. And you know, social media with that, you know, instant gratification, that's what it's practicing. When you get a like, yeah, when you yeah. get a comment, instant gratification. So like meditation is like that reset because you're, you're practicing delayed gratification, mm -hmm. which is, uh, which is opposing to instant, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say something I never said to anybody on here. Have you ever, maybe you have, or you ever thought about like public speaking or speaking in, in any form? Cause you have a really interesting story. Yeah. And, and also too, you can just tell by the way someone communicates and articulates their story and what they're doing, um, that they fit in a category that should, should be heard. And, and, and social media is, is a, version of public speaking but have you ever like pursued that i know you said you're writing a book right now which i i want to hear about but you have such a unique uh, uh composure i guess yeah uh, i've done public speaking a couple times uh mm -hmm. different masterminds but that's something definitely i want to i want to do a lot more when i have time yeah for sure <laughs> when, so, uh, so, yeah. so then on the flip side tell me about the book because a book writing a book is really time consuming how, how yeah. far along are you on that i'm like 50 pages in Really? Yeah, but it took a long time. It's been like a year. <laughs> so, did you did you recently start writing? Or? Mm -mm, I started like writing about two years ago. Actually, I have a couple books in the queue that I'm mm -hmm. writing. Uh, the number one book I'm, I'm gonna release first though is uh, the Real Life Grind, mm. and that's how to skateboard and utilize what they know on skateboarding for entrepreneurial success. 
Wow, man, that's crazy. And it, and it's really funny. I think I've only told probably can count on one hands started writing a book. I, I started and it was a result of quarantine, had more time. And dude, it is a fucking commitment. It is. It is a commitment. And, it, and it's the same thing. Like you have to be ultra, ultra patient. Cause I'm like, as much as I want to set a deadline for when it's done, I'm like, there is no fucking deadline. No. Uh-huh. You know, it'll be done <laughs> when it's done. And I got in such a good groove and then I fell out of it. And I was, I was listening to actually it was Tim Ferriss and, and he was answering, he, he started doing like little, uh, like little clips each day to, to consume. And I definitely started um, watching more of his on, on YouTube. Um, but he said just that how often he gets asked about starting to write a book. He's like, if you're willing to basically set aside every other priority for, I think he said nine months or 12 months. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, well that puts it really into different terms, <laughs> yeah. but it's, a, it's the truth, man. It, and everything. And I'm sure you're in the business of, you know, you get to a point where you're balancing your checkbook and finances. Now it's balancing your time yep. and every, every new opportunity that you're looking at, whether it's like personal professional, it's like, okay, what's the, the time opportunity cost going to be of this? That's the main concern. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think doing the champions challenge, like that's why I always advocate dude waking up early. Cause everybody, everybody promotes different, uh, ha- life hacks or whatnot. But I'm like, dude, as, as long as you can get as much out of the hours that you have uh, awake yep. and, and I get more, if I wake up earlier, course the better off you're going to be more ground you'll cover yeah totally the whole point of the champion challenge is to progress in mind body spirit like Mm -hmm. i see that as the three pillars of your life it's like we are these characters in this game and Mm -hmm. if you want to like you know upgrade your game you need to upgrade your character so like if you upgrade your mind your body your spirit um then you'll have a better day and a lot of times when you wake up like at nine or eight like you're getting text messages clients are hitting you up this isn't that you're in reactive mode Mm -hmm. and you definitely don't want to start your day in reactive mode like that's the worst you want to start your day with focusing on you first yeah definitely so because we always try to land the plane with this um topic is if someone were out there uh, listening to you and they were in like the, the, the starting line, so to speak, of, of their you know, business venture or just um, life adventure, whatever they're trying to get into, what is your, what is your cliff note or consolidated advice for someone um, just getting started? You know? Well, if you could get a mentor, get a mentor. Because mm-hmm. if you can find someone that's done it, done what you want to accomplish, it makes things so much easier mm-hmm. uh, for you to accomplish that. Second note, I would say morning routine is very powerful. Like focus on personal development, like life to like, I say, when you, when you think of success, I think about investments and in the beginning, the first investments that you're making is in yourself. Mm. So invest all the money you have into knowledge, into your personal growth, attend seminars, attend events, just get around success minded individuals, do that as much. And then eventually you get to the point where it's like, okay, you're making more money. You can invest into assets. Mm-hmm. Then you start going into the, the, the uh, you're not a beginner no more once you start oh, investing yeah. into that stuff. Um, but yeah, if you're in the beginning, I would say invest all into yourself. Is there something you would tell you specific, Marco at 18, if you could go back and be like, dude, do that or don't do that? Is there something specific you would? At 18, no. I think no? at 18, I was so dialed in. Maybe at like 15 or like before my accident, I would like stop playing video games. Um, <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the one thing I would tell myself because that's all I used to do. Uh, I was just play a lot of Call of Duty if I wasn't skateboarding. Um, but I don't think I would just because I like where my life is now. And if I change mm-hmm. something, then my life probably would be changed as well. So totally. So um, I asked the guy who was on last week um, because he scaled a, a massive agency and he actually gave this similar advice as find a mentor. Um, but I think it's always useful to, to, to help someone with very objective feedback. You know, what's your what's the process you go about? Because I'm sure the people out there are like, you know, easier said than done. What's your what's your like guidance for someone to to seek out a mentor? 
So if you have money, you can pay them, mm. right? You can pay for, for someone's sure. time. And then once you pay for someone's time once, or you can find a way to, to do business with them. Like the number one thing that I actually utilize a lot is like, if you want to get connected with someone, give them money, mm -hmm. figure out what their business is, pay their business, DM them. Hey, I just, you know, yeah, I love yeah. your product. I love your service. Create that relationship. Um, and if you're able to do that, if you have the money to do that, then you can create that relationship by contacting them through DMs, emails, whatever it may be, uh, and build that relationship to the point where it's like, hey, I'll just mentor you because you're a good person. Yeah, totally. And I think you said you, you have a mentee, Charlie? Yeah. So, so how long have you been a mentor to him? A year. How's that been? Amazing. Yeah. yeah for like a good, so I had to teach him how to, like he, he actually dropped out, <laughs> he dropped out his last year in high school. Um, oh, wow. before we started working together. And I told him, you can finish high school if you want. <laughs> um, Why'd he drop out? Uh, he, so we moved, uh, we actually moved together to Arizona. Mm. Um, and he came to my office. Dan actually connected us. Dan really? said, here, go, go talk to Marco. And he talked to me and I just saw a younger version of myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, do you remind me exactly of how I was when I was 18? Yeah. And uh, now he's crushing it. Now he's, you know, he just closed out a couple of $10,000 deals. And um, he's, he's absolutely like living his, his best life as, as he says it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did he finish high school? No. No way. What, what have you learned most from being on the mentor side of it? Oh, amazing. It's the more I teach something that I've learned, the more I actually like learn it and apply it myself. Mm. Um, and I think like I actually learn a lot from, you know, teaching the things I thought I knew, but really when I start teaching it is like when I start really understanding it more. Totally. It's yeah. interesting, man. Well, dude, this was really useful, really useful uh, topics. I feel like a couple of these specific meditation, your, your accent, your story, I could just spiral on a, on a whole other conversation. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that off camera. But um, I really appreciate it. How do people find you? Marco the Champion on uh, all social platforms. Marco the Champion. Yeah. All right, man. Well, as always, thanks again. Um, appreciate uh, taking the time out for today. I know we're going to be seeing a lot more of each other as our networks get closer and closer, because I feel like now every time I come across someone, there's some sort of uh, affiliation, which is a good thing. Like I hope <laughs> that, uh, that only increases, but um, this is great. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.